0: Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. This week, I'm speaking with Sachiko Marshand, who is the owner of HolisticFoodJourney.com. Sachiko is Japanese and lives in Australia. She has two really young children, and she is so inspiring. I always think of her when I hear people say, I don't have time to grow my business, or I don't have time to do this, or I'm raising kids and I just I just can't do it now. I have to wait, which that is totally a personal decision. And Sachiko has proven that you absolutely can do it. She's experienced incredible growth in her business, which she'll tell you about. She's even sharing some financial results. She's just published a book. She's got a thriving online community with a course that's extremely popular, a few courses actually. And we'll talk about that whole journey of how it came about. When I first met Suchiko, she was a personal chef who was doing, you know, personal chef services in Australia, plus running cooking classes. And actually, she's also one of my one-on-one clients. And as we've worked together, we transformed her business to shift it to be online and really bring in this whole worldwide community. She's working less. It's a lot more fun. And she's making way more money and having a lot more impact and still having time to spend time with her family, which is her top priority. So I think you'll find this interview really inspiring. Now, the other thing that happened was after we finished the interview, we kept chatting for a little bit and it was so good. We were talking about market research. I mean, Sashigo loves doing market research and it's been the absolute key thing to help her really zero in on creating a program that her clients just, you know, have to sign up for. So that's really been the secret to her success. And so we do the interview, and then I actually started recording again after the interview because the conversation was just too good, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So it's a little bit disjointed as we go through, but I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. Okay, let's get into this interview with Sachiko Marchand of Holistic Food Journey. Hi, Sachiko. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Amanda. I can't believe I'm on this show. (laughs) I've wanted to have you on for
0: so long. We've known each other for a few years now. Yeah. And I think your story is so inspiring. And I just love the way that you've developed and grown your business. So I'm excited to have you share it. So can you start off by just tell everyone, how do you explain what you do?
1: Okay. So I live in Australia. I'm mom of two kids. And then I'm a holistic food coach and then life work coach. So as a food coach, I help moms to change their family diet and lifestyle to make their parenting easier. And as a life work coach, I help moms to find who they are, what they do. And then when they come up with what they want to do, if it's business, I help them to start up new business with a holistic approach.
0: So take us back to... Well, let's start even before we met, but what's your background? Because you're a chef and a nutritionist. Take us on that journey of how you got to the point that you wanted to start a business.
1: Okay. So before I had this business, I was a chef for 10 years in six countries. Yeah. So I travel around the world as a chef and then, yeah, work in the restaurant, also had cooking classes, things like that. And as a background, I studied to be a dietitian and nutritionist. And then before I started this coaching business, I started my own business as a personal chef. So I had this personal chef business for three years and then come to your house um, to cook for your dinner party or teach cooking. That's how I did. That's my background.
0: And I remember that's about the time we met then, right? And you were kind of like, talk about kind of that transition to how you made that big leap to your business because now you're not doing those things in person at all. You're working online and your business gr- has grown incredibly. You have a totally different life now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I was really passionate about personal chef business, but I had two kids and my daughter who is five years old now, she had a brain damage at birth. So she was diagnosed with a, a cerebral palsy. So she... Has a special needs. So I could stop doing my business and I was focusing on her therapy for two years. And I was trying to go back to my work since he was one between one and two. But somehow every time I just tried to go back to my work, I got so stressed and I just couldn't find a passion anymore. So I just didn't know why it happened, but I just talked to myself, what's going on? Why I don't have the passion like before? And I just realized, oh, okay, before I was a chef and the important thing was how delicious the dish is or how beautiful it is or things like that. But since I had my daughter... Like my daily life, every time I just, you know, go to the shop, I always think about how healthy it is and how good for her brain, how good for her development, how good for her family. So the point of view changed, you know, from gastronomic, you know, beautiful cuisine to more like uh, well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I realized that and then, okay, I want to do something around well-being. That's my turning point. So I decided to study to become a holistic food coach. So I studied holistic nutrition and then coaching skill and I got certification and I decided to start up a new new business as a food coach. So tell us
0: about your first, the first thing you did online, because one of your other big transitions was not wanting to do so much in person and wanting to try to, you know, design your business in a way to give you more time.
1: Yeah. So how
0: did you first start that? What was your first program?
1: Oh, the f- first of all, I was doing like a workshop and a cooking class. Like I did something before, but I realized, okay, I can't spend much time in like a preparing all the ingredients or set up the venue. Because if I do that, I spend eight hours to prepare something for two hours event. So those, during those eight hours, I couldn't spend time with my family. So just I was looking for something else, you know. While I'm just looking after my kids, family, and in doing her therapy, how can I build up my business without actually doing the things? And I just came up with an online business idea.
0: So talk about. So that was the first. You ran that program. Yeah. Right, because I think a lot of people listening there they are at a similar point, you know, maybe they've had mm-hmm. a business in person, and then they want to go online. And so what are some of the things you did that first year that you think made you successful?
1: The biggest one is, you know, actually, really, I started having coaching with you. Oh. <laughs> business coaching! Session. I totally was
0: not setting up that question. But yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the third things I did was, defining the target, target market. Where is my target market? Before that, I didn't have any idea of targeting market. What does that mean, really? I didn't know any target or just the concept of having, you know, target market. So I remember the first time when we talk about our business, you asked me this question, why don't you work with the Japanese people? And I had a huge resistance. Oh my God. I can't work with Japanese people because the Japanese people are really hard to please and oh no, I should treat them like a god. Oh my God, I should be so professional or, you know, things like this. And I just, I just couldn't get, I had anyway, I had a really huge resistance. But you told me that because you're so different from Japanese people and away from Japanese culture, this could be your strengths. Maybe you can use that, you told me. And then also I had a, a Japanese blog which i wrote for about 10 years so i thought i could use that you know part of my business as well so i decided my target market japanese mom who lives overseas and then i started doing lots of research within that target so probably i talked to 30 moms and then i asked them so what are you struggling in cooking what are you struggling with within parenting How would you like to be? What do you need to make your parenting easier? Things like this. So I just listened to probably 30 moms. And then I kind of came up with the concept.
0: And in your first year, I remember that whole thing, how you really didn't want to do work in Japanese. (laughs) You wanted to work in Australia with Australians. Yeah. Um, But then once you got over that, I mean, your first year was incredible, right? Would you mind sharing some numbers around what your growth was that, that first year?
1: Oh, the first year, in within financial year, I worked only half a year. So the first year wasn't that good. Probably it was $18,000 or something like that in Australian dollars. And then first five months, I didn't have any income. It was more like a negative five months. And then six months, I made probably over $10,000 in a month. So since then, the revenue grew quite consistently. The second year was 75000 and third year was $100,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. so business grew. Mm-hmm.
0: And I just remember like you totally felt like that wasn't, I mean, there was a bit of like, wow, I can't believe that I can do this and it can happen online and grow this community and not have to do all these in-person things.
1: Yeah, I really I couldn't believe second year. Oh my god, this really working. Did I really make ten thousand dollars a month? Like I couldn't really believe. And actually I didn't work that much because I had to take my daughter to therapies twice a week. So and I only worked um, back then I only worked three days per week, maximum seven hours or eight hours per day. So yeah, twenty four hours per week so, I worked and then made yeah.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about that because I think that's one thing that I'm that I think is so great about your story is that you're not hustling and working all the time, even during the growth phases of your business, you're limiting your working hours. And so do you have any and and it's hard to see for yourself. So maybe I don't know if you know, but what are you doing during those hours? Like, what do you think makes you so productive during your limited working hours? Like how do you? <laughs> it's hard to answer <laughs> by yourself. But do you have any idea? Like I don't know any perspective. Um, the first,
1: yeah. yeah. So first, I set the time for actually like a face to face. Oh no, I mean like a Skype using Skype online coaching one on one for one on one client, I block the time, so I know this time I have a client. And apart from that, I have a schedule using like a spreadsheet. So I have a quite few different projects, probably always seven or eight projects going on together. So what is important things to do today? So in each section, I just write down what I have to do. Like, okay, Facebook, what I have to do today? And the next one, newsletter, what I have to do today? Okay, program one, what I have to do today? Kind of like this. So I have this, I follow this spreadsheet and then I always update this spreadsheet Every time I start working.
0: Do you have like a morning routine or any kind of rituals that you do every day to keep yourself feeling good?
1: Yeah, I try to please myself first. So many people say, oh, I'm a morning person. I'm really good at you know, working in the morning. But I just want to spend my favorite time, the five favorite morning, just for myself. So when I wake up in the morning, I do half an hour yoga every day. And then... I cook for my family, take kids to school. When I come home, even when it's working day, I go surfing or walking about one or two hours and I come back, take shower, get ready and start working around 11 o'clock. So I work from 11 to 3 o'clock. That's twice a week. And then one day I have a long day. So I work from 11 to 6 o'clock. I
0: love it that you go surfing because that's so Australian. That's so cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know at different points in your business, you've everyone, you hit challenges or start to feel overwhelmed or out of balance or something. Could you share how you overcome that and how you adapt your business in your life so that, you know, so that it fits you so that you don't have that overwhelmed, too busy feeling again?
1: Yeah. Oh, so many times I had that feeling. Oh, my God. I'm so- I was so overwhelmed, like middle of the night, I wake up and then, oh my God, so many things to do. Okay. Just write an email to Amanda. <laughs> 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 I just thought that everything in my mind. And once I send the email, I kinda of like I feel, oh, kind of I'm okay, you know. So I I think it's really important to have someone to talk to, like accountability, either coach or buddy. And then whenever you get really overwhelmed, just Tell them what in your mind and then why you're in that, why do you're you doing that. Kind of like you can sort up everything and then you can prioritize things. And then, oh, okay, the reality is not too bad. And then you can get back to, you know, your normal state. And then also what I do is whenever I feel, oh, my God, so much to do. And then I start feeling stress. I just try not to do anything during that moment that's probably i learned from like a second year so whenever i feel that i just go for surfing or i decided not to work today okay today is my new training day because i feel so overwhelmed i feel so stressed i can't create anything and i can't please anyone today i can't support anyone today because i'm not happy within this situation so i just said okay I don't work today, I go to massage, I go for surfing, catch up with friends, or maybe sometime, you know, 11am, I go for some restaurant and I have some wine or oysters or something like that. I treat myself instead of pushing myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting.
0: So those moments when you get overwhelmed, rather than just I mean, the worst, I know this too, the worst thing to do is to stay sitting at your desk and be overwhelmed and be like spinning, right? That's the worst. So
1: you're just saying
0: like, get outside. Like what I usually do is just go get outside and just clear my head, go for a really long walk or whatever. And you're just, and you're adding self-care to that. Like just do something that's nourishing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So kind of in my head, I have at least to please myself. So whenever I feel so down or overwhelmed or stressed, yeah, I just go back to the list in my head and what I like to do. Okay, surfing. Okay, massage. Or I like, could see this friend, like a particular friend. I decided to talk to someone. Yeah, I just call her. or just, you know, the booking with Amanda, things like this, I do.
0: Mm-hmm. So something else exciting that just happened in your life is you just released your first book, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Tell us about that process because I know that's such a dream for a lot of people listening to publish a book.
1: Yeah, I dreamed about having my, you know, publishing my own book since I was 18, probably. And I kind of like, I knew it, I would do it. But it never happened, something like it for 20 years. Because actually, I don't like reading books. I don't like reading books. You don't like
0: reading books, but you wanted to have a book. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. But I, yeah, actually, I rarely read books. Over the last ten years, I read maybe twenty books or something in total. So I want to do it, but I don't know how it works. So it didn't happen. Yeah, but one day, just something came from the space kind of. I started writing. Just, just I wanted to write. So I didn't know where to go, but just said, "Oh, maybe I should just keep writing because something is coming. Like I'm downloading something. Mm-hmm. So I just keep writing, 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 and then, just if it's this whole book, probably it took me two weeks or something to write seventy percent of contents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after that, oh my god! But how? What can I do with this? Like I wrote lots, lots, lots of words, but how can I publish this? And how can I use it for my business? And then I I started having like an ebook consultant. Yeah, and then we made a strategy for the business and also book launch. And also I found an editor and editor from within my community. And then I started taking photos for the books. Yeah. And then at the end, I just put them together. It was just so hard.
0: (laughs) I know. I think that that's, it's so interesting because you said, oh, I wrote, you know, 70% of the content in two weeks. But that's just like the very beginning of a book, isn't it? Really? Exactly. That's not the exactly. hard work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it was two weeks to write 70% of contents. And then from editing to launch it took me nine months. Yeah, it was so hard. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> you wouldn't do it again. <laughs> I wouldn't do it no. <laughs>
0: Do you think, are you glad you did it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. Because also it it's kind of, my book is about myself. So it's my story. So how do you call it? Biography. So I can just take it to, I can show it to my kids and then grandchildren and then any anyone, you know, if I meet someone, okay, this is my book. If you know me, just read it kind of like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then it's really great tool for business, actually. I'm really happy about that.
0: I think that's that's so interesting because sometimes like you have this dream to do something and you think like another thing that I know about you that I'll just share is that if you don't mind, is that you yeah. always wanted to travel and speak. And that was how the book, what the book was going to do was going to let you travel around the world and speak. And you did that to launch the book. And then I don't tell us. Tell us that story and what happened.
1: Yeah. And then actually I did um book launch party and I did some speech. And I just realized all that I kind of I like talking to the public, but I just hated organizing things, the book the venue and just going there. Oh my god, oh okay. Oh, I have to get the new shirts because this shirt is not really crisp white. And <laughs> they just went to buy new shirts, kind of things like that. I just didn't like like preparing everything. Okay, food, drinks, and nice venues, you know, like a makeup. To set up and what to talk, yeah, I just didn't like the process. I enjoy the day, but it's just so long, long process. But small income, to be honest, yeah. So I prefer to work from home. Okay, I go, for, I go surfing. I just come back, take a quick shower, and maybe half pajama, and then just talking to clients. <laughs> when it's finished, yeah, done. Okay, pick up. Let's pick up my kids. I just like that flexibility. Mm -hmm. but an event is like okay event. the people coming from really far from overseas they book the flight ticket and they come you know they come with it on blood train so okay I have to pay there I just don't like the pressure Mm -hmm. you know yeah because I want to please them
0: yeah no I know it's so interesting that I think that's why it's really important just to start and just try things in your business because like you had this big fantasy for a couple years you were talking about doing this and then you did it and you're like, oh, <laughs> I actually don't want to do that. And that's the best way to yeah. learn. It's the best way to exactly.
1: figure it out. You know, so the, the writing a book and the doing speech, and, you know, flying to somewhere and then doing speech was my dream. But when I did, ah, not really. I really like to work on my laptop, you know, the flexibility. I just, the, the work squeezed into my life instead of, you know, my life squeezed into my work Mm -hmm. yeah so I like the flexibility and the freedom if you
0: could go back and when you were first starting this online business and give yourself some advice what would you tell yourself
1: I would tell her okay straight away just book a session with Amanda (laughs) like anyone just you should have a business coach yeah that's what I want to tell Because I did, you know, other business before, but I didn't know what is business or what is target market or like what is marketing. I had no idea. But once you have a coach or someone really, you know, you can trust or really, yeah, if you have accountability, you can turn your passion to business in the fastest way. So just don't waste time in doing like a posting on Facebook or doing Anything. Just to book someone. Just have someone to show where you go. Especially if it's online business. You had no idea if you are not in doing this online business. It's better to have someone to guide you. That's what I wanna tell, really. Oh,
0: it's so true. Because um I found that too. You could spend all this time researching and figuring it out for yourself, but why not just talk to somebody that already knows the path? Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah, exactly. Take a shortcut. Yeah. yeah I mean you still have yeah. to do the work, but to not have to figure it all out and invent it. I mean, you don't have to invent it from scratch, right? I mean, people have gone this way before. So what are you most excited about in the coming year or two for your your own business?
1: Um, I am quite a happy way I am. <laughs> so I anything like nothing coming exciting. Like I'm just so happy doing what I do now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually, because there's, this idea that we always have to be like growing and growing and changing and I mean we're growing as people but there's this pressure in business to always grow and do more I think it doesn't have to be that way really I mean
1: you can oh yeah 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 you know good you Amanda can... that's what I wanted to say so last three years I had always kind of like a goal and okay I achieved this goal and then I know what's coming next. Okay, this is my goal, and then I was doing like achieving, achieving, and I was so happy doing that. And after three years, I just grabbed the, you know, I reached the the final goal, publishing book and then doing speech, and huh, it wasn't really. And then I just realized what I'm doing every day within my work. That's what I love. I really realized that. So I just, you know, let myself enjoy what I'm doing this year, and then. From doing that, I probably I would set another goal next year or something. So I this year, I want to do lots of research and what can I do next? Kind of like finding lots of pieces of puzzles this year. And then probably the year later, I started putting them together and then create a new goal and then some maybe program or system or anything. Yeah, give myself freedom this year.
0: I'm really glad you said that because... You know, it's like with your book, you'd wanted to do a book for a long time. And then all of a sudden you get like a download and you just started writing. And for me, that's how my creativity works as well in my life and my business. And so I think, you know, right now you're in that period where you're just running your business and you're doing what you like. But in the future, someday that thing is going to come and then you'll just create like it'll just be the moment to create. So I think that's good. We don't have to keep constantly pushing ourselves to create, create, create. You know, sometimes when your business is running, you can just enjoy running
1: it. Yeah. And also, I need the space to just get new idea or to be creative. I need lots of space. And then I did lots of effort last three years. I just need a bit more space even for myself to grow myself or like grow my business. I need some space to download something from space.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we just stopped recording and then we were chatting and we came across a subject that we just have to talk about. So research, 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 research. So tell us about it. How much you love research?
1: Okay, uh, actually, I'm doing, in the, I'm, I'm doing the research. Yeah, and then I directly, I talked to the target market and then before I, was, I, I did this research, like uh, everything just came from my imagination because I was like this maybe people want that because other people do that maybe this would be good like and then so you're saying like before sorry
0: to interrupt but you're basically saying like before you started doing target market research you would try to invent what your pro like what you needed to sell right like you're trying to just come up with it yourself which is so much pressure it's really stressful yeah, yeah. It's stressful to think of that, to be like, try to
1: invent something, right? So what do you do now? So I talk to the people and listen to what it is the problem. And the first of all, just surface problem. So what's your problem? Just they tell me, for example, oh, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> really. It's, you know, it's like a really, oh, okay, that's big extreme. But, you know, just digging deeper and deeper and deeper. So what they really need or what what is the missing piece? I asked so many questions and this they, they tell me, um because because I don't have a time or because I like doing this but I don't have much passion doing this or things like this. So anyway, I listen to all the words they say and I just come up to the idea, okay, if I put this and this and this together, it could be great program. So there's an the answer always. But so if you don't do research it's kind of like it from the scratch. You have to create something, you know, really complicated. But if you do research, they all have answer and it's just only you have to do is just put them together. So it's, it, you know, it's really easy way. But so many people, they, you know, don't do it. Maybe it's, maybe it's too confronting to ask someone's question.
0: Yeah. Why is that? Because I I mean, I find that too is, you know, in my book, I talk about doing market research and in my coaching and people don't do it. I mean, and you why? found that too with your clients. I know. Why? Yeah. I think yeah. I think it is scary because to interview somebody and to like it's kind of makes yourself a bit vulnerable because you're saying you're asking questions instead of pretending you're the expert and just telling everybody what they need to buy. It's just a different role and people are quite uncomfortable with it.
1: Yeah. I really think if you can do this research, talking to someone and listening to their problem or what they want, how can you sell the product to them, like a product or service? It's even harder to sell something. Mm -hmm. So if you think like, okay, it's really it's a practice just asking questions and talking to the people who you don't know. It's like a practice in doing the, the great exercise for business. So I think research is really important. And I also research decide eighty percent of your success of business.
0: so like this year, that's what you're doing, right? And you love it. You love doing this research now.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I decided this year, I just keep doing the research and what what they need, what the society needs, What is the missing piece? I'm just doing the research. I remember first time you you told me, you are a detector. <laughs> I'm just like, detector asking question. What's wrong? What is the problem? Yeah, I really like this.
0: <laughs> the market research detective. Totally. That's that's what you are. Now, do you ever have a situation where people are telling you, they tell you their problems and what they want and you think, oh, I don't want to do that. Have you ever had that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great because asking so many questions and they give me the answer and I, you can kind of you realize what you really want to do. Okay, this problem, oh, my God, I don't want to help you. That kind of problem, I don't want to deal with it. And then other part, like, oh, my God, I want to help you. Please let me help you. I have passion for that. <laughs> so it's so easy to understand what you want to do mm-hmm. and easy to understand what they need and easy to understand which kind of product or service would work. So why don't you do it? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's
0: such good advice. So I want everyone, I hope everyone listening can take that away, but when in doubt, do more research.
1: (sighs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Even like when you are not sure what you want to do or when you're not sure, is my business really working? Yeah. Just go back to basic and do the research.
0: Okay. So kind of a weird last question, but so, for any busy moms out there that are listening, that are trying to run their business and feed their family and everything, give them some food advice. Give them some food of your advice. cooking to, Uh huh. Totally different. Like, share some of your expertise. Ah. What would you recommend to kind of, you know, some of your food therapy stuff? Just to. Oh,
1: my food therapy stuff. Mm.
0: How can they make life less crazy?
1: Try not to follow the recipe. Or like try not to listen to the expert what you should do. For example, the sugar is bad or gluten is bad because experts say that I do like this because the recipe say that, so I have to cook like this. This makes your life really, really complicated and hard. So I just I want I always tell moms like just feel what you like instead of you know what you have to do or what you should. So if you like this flavor, just put this flavor, you know, if you like sugar, just allow yourself to eat sugar, but just pay attention to the quality or just quantity or frequency. Yeah, it was just not to, not try too hard on the food, (laughs) as I always say.
0: (laughs) It's like allowing yourself a little bit of pleasure. Like it doesn't have to be a discipline, but maybe you can have fun with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I think that makes mom's life really hard. Okay, I have to feed my kids. Oh my god, my kids—they don't like a vegetable. I have to feed them lots of vegetables. That's give pressure. Even they don't eat, you know, like lots of vegetable. They still, they—if they are happy, you know the that end of the day, that's the most important things. If you know that the start point is there, the, your cooking is different, your dinner is different, your life would be different. Awesome. Thank you. So why don't
0: you tell people where they can find you? Although I, unless they read Japanese, it's going to be kind of hard to read your stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah. tell them your yeah, your website, your social media, where people can connect with you.
1: Yeah, my business code is called Holistic Foods Journey. So if you come to my website, you can use Google Translate to read everything. And then you just realize, oh my gosh, she is so weird (laughs) maybe this website is so dangerous like (laughs) yeah my my husband does that he reads all the my blogs or website and oh my god it's so weird are you really talking about this Like, yeah don't trust google translate yeah but maybe you can see some you know food photos or my kids photos and i get guess maybe get inspired (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> awesome. Cool. And I'll link all of that up in your social media in the show notes so people can just get in to case. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Sajiko, for being here. It's been great talking to you. Thank you so much. It was fun.